0: Hello everyone, welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. My name is James Dixon, wishing you all a very good morning, afternoon or evening, whenever or wherever you are tuning in to today's podcast from. Um, On today's episode, um, we welcome Jenna Carter. Jenna is the Head of Marketing for Lion Venue Portfolio and the Marketing Chair for Industry Association, the HBAA. Jenna, thank you very much for joining the podcast today.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me. It's my first podcast, so uh, looking forward to it.
0: Fantastic. We're going to be talking today on the podcast um, about the subject of mental health and um, mental health first aid. Uh, This is something that that more and more people within the events industry are becoming aware of. It's a subject that's being talked about a lot more, not just in our industry, but in wider society. Something that's far more accepted as something that can be talked about. Um, Jenna, first of all, uh, let's start by putting into context your your role within the industry. As I said, you're Head of Marketing for Lion Venue Portfolio and the Marketing Chair for the HBAA. For people who are not aware of either of those organisations, just tell us briefly about what they both do.
1: Yeah, no problem. So, Lime Venue Portfolio um, is a division of Global Caterer Compass Group, um, and we are the venue finding division of that. So, we have about 86 venues um, that we find um, event organizers um, spaces for. Um, and then, as part of the, the HBAA, I lead the marketing committee, um, making sure that we're, we're promoting the good stuff that it, the is happening in the ind- industry, um, and also within the association. Um, and I'm really fortunate because both LVP, it's a line venue portfolio, and the HBA are real supporters of supporting mental health within our industry. Um, and it's something that I'm really passionate about. So it, it's great that, that both companies that I volunteer for and work for um, have that as top of their agenda.
0: Fantastic. And, and as I said, the, 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 the title, I suppose you can call it that today's episode, is Mental Health First Aid. Um, this is not just a phrase, but this is a... a know something tangible itself tell us a little bit about mental health first aid and what it actually is
1: yeah so i hadn't heard of it previously until a couple of months ago um, but it was something that the hba actually introduced to me as part of their strategic initiative for this year um, and i'd experienced Uh, ill mental health both at a family level and within work life as well within previous roles and I think I'd kind of muddled my way through supporting people with with mental health issues in the past and when the HBA um, gave me the opportunity to take part in one of these accredited um, first aid courses I kind of jumped at the chance because I thought it would really help with my understanding um, and help if I was ever to go through something like that again both In personal life, but also in work life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the mental health first aid course um, is essentially it's about providing first aid for somebody who that is in a crisis. Um, It's very similar along the lines of like a physical first aid course. However, mental health first aid. well, mental health is very hard to see you can't always spot the signs of it um but this first aid course helps you to spot the signs but also then to sign post people off to the, the relevant places to get help and support for whatever issue it is that they might be experiencing
0: mm-hmm. Reg- regardless of, of whether they work in the events industry or not do you think uh has it become apparent to you that people misinterpret What mental health is and issues related to mental health are. Do they assume that you've got to be completely and utterly do lally to to be suffering from mental health issues?
1: I think I think that is definitely something that um, ha- there is a misunderstanding around mental health and I think that the wider public don't necessarily understand it however because it has been in the media so much over the last um, year we've got various royals supporting different mental health charities that I think it's becoming more and more um, forefront of people's minds and people are starting to to talk about it more be willing to talk about it more but there's still a lot we can do around making people understand these issues better um, and breaking down the stigma that unfortunately is associated with ill mental health.
0: Mm. Something that we mentioned quite regularly on the podcast and a statistic that I'm sure many of our podcast listeners will be aware of is that event, working in the events industry is regularly ranked within the top five most stressful jobs that you can do. Mm -hmm. And there is this, there is this uh, perhaps um, overlooked link or or correlation between stress and mental health and something that in the past people have maybe not associated one with the other they will assume that they're just suffering from a bit of stress because it's busy at work and maybe not link it to what we now know to be specific mental health issues so there is very much this argument that in our industry even more so than others we need to be paying very very close attention to what we're doing about our stress levels and how that links to mental health.
1: Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. I mean, everybody has their, their bad days. Um, but a, to diagnose it, I suppose, as mental health, and I'm not an expert to be able to do that. I'm literally a mental health first aider. or I'm not a therapist. But for somebody to be diagnosed with mental health issues, they have to have had um, the, the Um, signs or symptoms over a prolonged period of time. It's not just, oh, I'm having a bad day today. It's over a a longer period of time and it can come, it can go, some days you can feel better than others. But everybody has a a different stress container, a different size stress container. And I kind of imagine it as a a barrel, a barrel of beer Mm -hmm. with a tap on the end. And you have to be able to release that stress, release what is building up inside that barrel and everybody handles stress differently. We all need it. It's a, a fight or flight um, symptom that we all, we all need to have, but we need to find ways that we can release that stress. Mm. And everybody is completely different. So it could be that it might be exercise for some people. It could be a bar of chocolate for others. Um, it could be just taking some time out. It could be family time. I know for myself, I have to make lists to be able to feel in control. But once I have a list, I know that I'm able to manage anything that that is coming at me that particular day. Um, So everybody's different. Everybody's stress containers are different sizes. um, And we just need to be aware when somebody is perhaps tipping over that stress container.
0: And as you mentioned, uh, fight fight or flight of this mentality, I think it, it would be fair to say that without stress, You know, most of the events that people listen to this podcast help to run and organize wouldn't actually happen unless we felt that bit of stress and that tinge of fight or flight and crikey, I've got 24 hours left. It needs to be done. We've got to do it. So without it, our our industry wouldn't be able to deliver what it delivers, but you have to manage it carefully. And I'm curious to ask you, you mentioned something about being a a mental health first aider. What what does that actually mean? How does that manifest itself um, to be a mental health first aider?
1: Yeah, so essentially it is an official qualification. Um, So as I said before, it's not about being a therapist or being an expert and not even giving advice to somebody who is suffering with mental health but it's about being that first line of defense almost if somebody is in a crisis that you're able to um, approach them and this is where um, i learned something called the algae model so it's a framework um, that you learn on the mental health first aid course around how to um, approach somebody who mm-hmm. might have a mental health issue um, so we are in the event industry, we all love an acronym. Um, so I'll just take you through perhaps the ALGI model so you can understand that a little bit further. So the A is about approaching somebody. So it's about approaching them, assessing their, their current state of mind and assisting them. Um, and it's been not being frightened to, to go up to somebody. And if they're you are suspecting that they are having some sort of mental health problems that you do actually take the time to speak to that person and don't shy away from it. Mm -hmm. The L of algae is around listening non-judgmentally. And that's something I think we we can all be guilty of. We can go into a conversation, a meeting, whatever it might be, with a um, pre-formed opinion about something but this is really about not giving your opinion. It's not about um, saying you should do this or or that. It should be about listening non-judgmentally to to whoever it is that you're, you're dealing with. The G is around giving reassurance. So one in four people suffer with mental health issues um, in any given year. So it's about reassuring them that they're not on their own. A lot of people go through this um, and it's about making them feel comfortable uh, before you then move on to the E, which is around encouraging people to seek um, support, whether that's signposting them off to somebody like the Samaritans, Mm -hmm. um, or it could be asking them to go and see their doctor if they haven't already, but it's about getting that professional support and encouraging the person to. Proactively do that. And then the, the last E around algae um, is around asking if they've got any other supports, so family, friends, etc., and helping them to build that network of support. Um, so that's something that's really stood in my, my mind this term algae, and something that actually I, I have had to use following the course. Um, mm. so it's, it's it's good framework to, to, to follow and not something green that, that floats on top of a pond. <laughs> mm.
0: uh, uh, the, The big difference, and what strikes me straight away from listening to this, is if you look at traditional first aid, somebody breaks down, uh, somebody falls over and they, they hurt their ankle or they cut themselves or they break an arm, you know, they will instantly want help. They won't want to refuse help from a first aider in that instance. It will be quite easy to approach somebody who's had an accident like that and deliver physical first aid to them. The difference with mental first aid is that, Everyone is different. Some people might not want to be approached by it. They have different levels of sensitivity. So actually finding the right way of approaching somebody who you may think is suffering a little bit can be a lot trickier when we deal with physical first aid.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that the signs and symptoms—it's harder to spot if somebody is having a mental health issue. Um, But I think if you you know that person, you work with that person, obviously on a daily basis, or it could be a family member, you can start to see when they're not quite themselves. Um, So it might be that they're more bad-tempered or snappy over a prolonged period of time. It could be that they become more withdrawn. Um, It could be that they are suffering panic attacks, which is obviously a physical side effect and and is easier to spot. But it's really tricky to um, really spot the symptoms of of mental health. And if it was first traditional first aid, you'd have a set of procedures that you'd easily follow. Um, Whereas with the mental health first aid qualification, you get given a framework, but really it's kind of about understanding the situation in front of you and then applying common sense to make sure that you get people to to help.
0: Um, Is it possible um, to actually help somebody without them knowing about it? So if we're working in an environment where we think and we're pretty sure that we've spotted somebody who is struggling a bit who may just not be feeling themselves but you think actually they might not want to talk about it, are there steps that people can take to actually help them without person actually knowing that they're being helped in terms of allowing them to do things differently at work to so maybe take a bit of time off to, to readjust the workload that they're being issued with to, to try and, and help that.
1: Yeah, I think there is obviously a duty of care from employee employers to make sure that um, we are looking after our employees within the workplace. And I think, as I said, if you work with people on a day to day basis, you can spot when somebody might be under more more stress or experiencing anxiety that than they normally would. Um, and I think it's about giving people the time, the space, you know, it might not be appropriate to speak to somebody within the workplace. It might be that you need to take them out for a coffee. It might be that they don't want to have any help from you in the first instance, but it's about perhaps signposting them um, by giving relevant information. um, And also about, it's not necessarily you as a line manager that they want to talk to it's about having people colleagues within the workplace that can also administer mental health first aid because they might feel more comfortable speaking to to somebody else that's not a, a manager where they might be frightened that they're going to think oh i can't do my job properly but you are able to open up to a colleague or family friend mm. um so i think it's about judging the, the situation again using common sense and if you don't succeed at first keep trying
0: And something that's cropped up regularly um, in quite a few of of our recent episodes of the podcast is the word sustainability. Um, We've been talking about sustainability in a number of different guises, whether that be venues uh, changing their policies on things like single-use plastic and how they recycle elements, festivals looking at their CO2 emissions, how much power that they're using, how to just look at sustainability and the green elements of their event. But um, as has been pointed out on a couple of occasions to me, Um, sustainability within our industry also uh, is relevant to how we look after our staff because the industry will only be able to sustain itself if if we have staff who work within the industry for a long period of time so looking at the whole issue of mental for uh, mental health first aid and the mental health of our event professionals does have a huge time with this wider subject of sustainability that seems to be talked about an awful lot recently
1: yeah definitely and I I think it's about looking after you know, event professionals but also delegates as well that are attending the events. Um, so we've introduced something um, with our sister company, Levy UK, around mindful meeting packages. So it's about um understanding and building packages around health, well-being, but also the environment as well. Um, so I think event professionals have a role to play in um supporting that but also delegates as as well Mm -hmm. and i think the event industry you know we we, i had an experience at at confex actually after speaking about mental health and somebody came up to me and said i think i think my boss is burnt out i don't think they that they can continue and for somebody to come up to me and say that after hearing what i'd said about mental health was was just amazing and i think that we are in danger of that within our industry of, of burnouts um but it, it's about getting to people before that happens
0: sure have we um Uh, We perhaps haven't reached the stage yet, but do you envisage a time where in the same way that events have to have a registered first aider on site, um, whether that be for licensing restrictions or from a a health and safety perspective, you know, we're very, very used to having physical first aiders available and qualified on site. Do you think there will come a point in the future where companies, organisations, events actually are required to have somebody who is a mental health first aider as well as a, a more traditional first aider?
1: I think that would be absolutely amazing if we if we could get to that um obviously as an ambassador for for supporting mental health i'm really trying to encourage as many event professionals as possible to to attend one of the mental health first aid courses um and it would be great for our industry to to have that that kind of presence at a show Um, and as i said it's about looking after our event professionals but also the delegates as well that are attending
0: Sure. If people want to find out more about mental health first aid at, 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 their, at their websites or their place that they can go where they can find out about the training courses and find out a little bit more about what, what it actually entails.
1: Yeah, so they're actually administered by Mental Health um, First Aid England, um, which, um, so that is where the accreditation comes from, but on the HBA website, there's details of how to book on to um, the, the courses, and they're open to everybody, they don't have to be a HBA member, anybody from across the event industry can join.
0: Fantastic. Um, It's been great having you on the podcast today to talk about this. As I said at the very beginning, this is a subject that not just in the events industry, but in in wider society is being talked about an awful lot more. People are paying more attention to it. People are becoming more uh, open about talking about any issues that they may have had. And um, I think not just as an industry, but as a society, clearly there's a drive to to address the issue. And to, by the sounds of things, with this particular course, actually give people a qualification and some training to be able to spot and help others, which is a a fantastic initiative. Jenna Carter, thanks very much for joining the podcast today. Thank you. If you're uh, listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, hop over to eventindustrynews.com where you'll be able to watch a video version and see all of our previous other podcasts, as well as searching through the eventindustrynews.com website at some of the features and latest news that's been published on there. If you are watching the video of today's podcast, over to, you to your favourite podcast platform um, and download the audio-only versions to listen to and from your commute to work. But uh, for today's episode, that's uh, all we've got time for. Thanks very much again to Jenna Carter. Jenna is the Head of Marketing for Lime Venue Portfolio and Marketing Chair for Industry Association, the HBAA. And we'll see you again on the next edition of the podcast. Thanks very much and goodbye.